The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you again to all of you around the planet who are listening to us today. Jim Stacy here. I'm so delighted to have a guest with me today that I've known him for quite a while, one of my best friends, and he has a story to tell you today that will encourage you and everyone that you know. John Schoonmaker, my friend, who is a heart-centered hypnotherapist, a counselor for kids, his main job is to empower young people to claim their identity as unique individuals and to know that they have a purpose in life, a purpose that they haven't yet discovered, but a purpose that he is helping them find. John Schoonmaker, welcome to the show. It's a delight to have you here. Thank you, Jim. Today we're going to be talking about victims and moving victims out of that stage, out of the trauma of being victims, into the place where young people and every one of us can be in charge of our own lives. John, tell, tell us where you want to start and what you have to tell us today. I think um, what's really important for me is um, that journey from victim energy to hero energy, that journey that, that so many people fail to take when they've been victimized. And um, it's not as difficult as it seems. It's not as scary as it, it appears to be. But when we encourage and, and provide the support for others to do that, it's, it's a journey that, that frees them and opens their lives. So moving beyond the trauma of our lives into uh, a space of freedom and being who we are. So tell us more about what this means to you and what you've been experiencing in the lives of kids. Well, to be victimized is, is to have your choice taken away through the power of another individual. Um, child abuse, sex abuse, physical abuse, neglect, assault. Those are all ways that we are victimized. But because we have been victimized, it doesn't mean that we need to remain a victim. But so many young people learn that I'm a victim and they begin to identify themselves as victims. And we live in a culture that, that over and over and over again reemphasizes this idea that we are victims, that we have no choice and, and we have to just accept and deal with that reality. And I am so convinced over and over and over again that, that most of the mental health issues that young people are struggling with come from unresolved trauma. 
come from this place of, I believe I'm a victim, and I define myself as that. So in the lives of the kids that you are touching, and I know some of them personally, what is it that is most prevalent in the lives of kids, their biggest battle or the source of that battle? What would that be, do you think? The message that they are not enough. The message that who they are is somehow inadequate. And that message is a message that comes at our young people from every angle you can imagine. Do you think it happens more today than it used to 40, 50 years ago? It seems to me that the presence of the media, and, and I really believe that the media is, is the voice of victim energy uh, in our world. And the, the, the sensationalism, the drama, the chaos that media is constantly putting out, and, and kids are drinking it in, they're soaking it in, sometimes 20 hours a day. So as you begin talking with a young person, where do you usually begin with them? The very first place is, is the message that you are valuable, that you are not defined by what has happened to you, by what has been said to you, by what you've experienced, or by the circumstances in your life. Most young people have never heard that. Because they define themselves by those very things. Externals versus internals. Exactly right. Tell us more about that. So the external voice of a parent that says, you're, you're a pain in the butt. The external voice of a teacher at school that says, you'll never amount to anything. The external voice of a religion that says, you're a sinner. The external voice of so many things. <laughs> That's what they're hearing. And what our young people are are doing is using technology to drown out the opportunity to to listen to an internal voice. I don't even know what what that is anymore. It seems to me there's a lot of adults running around this planet today that never, ever got their own problems solved, and they're passing it on. Would you agree? Yeah, I I would absolutely agree. I would absolutely agree. So take it from here, and what do you want us to understand about you and your work? Well, my work is a reflection of my journey. My work is a reflection of the story that I have lived and the transformation and the journey that I've taken from being victimized, remaining a victim, and stepping into my true identity. And... I always, I always tell the folks that I work with, and, and especially the, the, the kids, that I can't give what I don't have. And so, so I've done the, done the journey, and I'm still on the journey. We're all on the journey. But to move from being a victim to being caught in victim energy into what I call hero energy, the energy of being creative, the energy of choice, because victims, choice is taken away. A hero recognizes that I don't have to stay in the victim energy because I do have choice. And so that's my journey, uh, moving from victim to hero. So you're a hero. I think so. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I I agree. In fact, I'm writing another book right now uh, based on Joseph Campbell's, uh, the famous mythologist, the one who studied myths from around the world, and his book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. 
And what he really says is every one of us are a potential hero Mm -hmm. if we go through the three stages of leaving home, the departure, initiation or awakening, and the return with a message of healing. Mm -hmm. That happened to you, didn't it? it? It certainly did. It certainly did. And and the leaving home isn't necessarily leaving a physical place. It's leaving what we've we've told ourselves is the reality, is what's what's true. The lie. The lie. Mm-hmm. There it is. The distortion, the lie. Mm-hmm. You know, um my my story is that as as a young person I was was sexually caught up in, in the criminal behavior of a of a Roman Catholic priest mm-hmm. and came to believe that that it was my fault, that uh, something was wrong with me, that there certainly wasn't anything wrong with this man who everybody looked up to and admired, and and I immediately became very comfortable in that victim role. So I didn't know anything else. I didn't know what else to do with that, and so so moving from that space and that place of that victim um, is is a huge journey. So it tells me that the one who is perhaps a bigger victim than most any other is the one who creates victims underneath himself. Well, sure. Again, you don't give what you don't have. Exactly. And so those who are victimizing are absolutely caught in the victim trap themselves. All of the church's theology is but victim energy, in my opinion. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, think, I think dogma and theology, which, you know, within the, within the Catholic Church, which was my experience growing up, you know, my belief and what I was told was that they are, they have the answer, they are the avenue to heaven, to Jesus, to God, and somehow I had to work within that, and I had to figure out how to deal with whatever my experience was under that shadow of has to you know they're right and if they're right then i was wrong then i'm the one who for me one of the greatest discoveries for any of us is to wake up and realize that the church has never been the voice of jesus or yeshua it never has because he didn't teach that kind of energy yeah i i i agree so how did you get out of the trap and when did you decide to do something about it well um I, I wanted to believe, I always wanted to believe that that the church was holding the truth mm-hmm. and that in the end, the church would do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to believe that. Uh, I spent years of my life, 17 years of my life, working in the Catholic Church as a lay minister, um, believing that what happened to me, number one, was a... Was, was a a fluke was was an outlying situation that somehow I was the one that created that, and and you weren't. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think lies behind this wish that the church really is telling the truth? Wouldn't it be something like because we haven't learned to find the truth within? Well, sure, because that's always the message. Yes, to not trust the truth within, to not trust that which is moving inside of you and always check it against those, these external sources. Or to not even know you have any truth inside. Well, well, right. And, and, and I was able, you know, 
because of the way the church responded to me, I didn't have a choice. It, it was, okay, either you, you are this miserable, awful, horrible person, or there's another reality. Yes. And, and finding that other reality was, was the freedom, was the salvation. That was moving out of being a victim into being a hero. So what happened in your life that you began to see it, see the truth? It was the reality that that in the church, I, I was working in the church, and I went to the church and said, all right, this is what needs to happen. This is what happened to me, and this is what needs to happen, believing that the church had honesty and integrity. And I was absolutely vilified for suggesting that there was something going on in the church, that there was that there was anything amiss. I ended up bringing a lawsuit against the church because I had no ability other than the leverage of the law to to get the church to <laughs> speak the truth. And they was they couldn't admit their own role, so they had to keep victimizing you. And today we know, history in the last five or six years has shown us that the church has known for centuries that this has been going on, and they keep hiding it, pushing it aside, denying it, and now today they can't deny it any longer. The sad thing is, is they continue to deny it. They continue to to create the, the, the vision or the belief within the people who are sitting in the pews that everything's cleaned up. The problem's been taken care of. Keep giving us your money, your tithes, because we got it all figured out. Right. And unfortunately, they don't. There Very little has happened to heal. John, we're going to continue this in a minute. Right now, it's time for a break. We'll catch up with everybody on the other side of three minutes. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus was not a Christian. Available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. 
If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So, John, your experience taught you something that you could never learn in theory. Tell me and tell the audience today more about victim energy, what it looks like, how to recognize it. Yeah, so victim energy is, is that energy that, that we find ourselves trapped in when we've been victimized and we, choose, we, we believe that we don't have choice to step out of that. And so it looks like self-pity. It looks like this belief that, that people are against me. I'm, I'm not able to trust other people. Um, even the universe is against me. Somehow God, the divine, is, is, is um, persecuting me. Um, it looks like this, this sense that I'm helpless, that I have no control over my life. My choice is really gone. Um, I'm inferior to other people. I, I don't set very high standards or goals for myself because I'll never reach them anyway. Um, low expectations in life. Um, I blame everybody else for, for my experience. I don't even know how to begin as a victim to own my stuff because that scares the... That scares the living daylights out of me. You know, how can I face that? So self-sabotage becomes uh, a part of victim energy. And probably one of the greatest pieces of victim energy that I find with, with, within myself when, when I've worked through that journey, but also with the kids that I work with, is fear. Just this, this unrelenting fear that I'm not good enough that I could never be good enough, that something's wrong with me. And so all of this that happens, all this victimization is justified. That's, that's what victim energy looks like. Not a great thing. When we believe the lie. When we believe the lie. Yeah. So what does self-sabotage look like uh, in your experience with kids? Self-sabotage looks like drug use. It looks like Involvement in, in multiple sex partners. It looks like quitting school. Just can't do it. Um, finding every excuse imaginable to maintain the victim status. Um, it's uh, debilitating, debilitating is what it is. Right. Uh, especially, you know, we're, we're in this this age trying to understand different chemicals and substances and certainly there are some chemicals and substances that are helpful but when a chemical or substance is used to run from those things that we need to face you know and and the culture of young people right now is is inundated with ways to run you know there's there's the choking game there's drugs and alcohol there's you know all kinds of experiences that help you run from feeling. So fill your life with what feels good in the moment. Um, don't uh, take time to think about what's really important because that's uh, painful. Uh, you don't have the power to do anything about it anyway. So just shut up and keep believing that you're a victim and somehow cope. Right. And what that does then, which I think is, is the, the monster of the victim energy is shame. Mm-hmm. 
Shame. It feeds shame. When I'm living in the moment and I and I can't I can't even comprehend that there's value beyond this moment, I'm doing things in this moment that lead me to this sense of shame. When the moment ends, or when the party's over, then the shame hits. There I am, left with with my shame. Yeah. And, you know, I, I talk with the kids, uh, with, with the young people that I work with, when they step into my office, one of the very first things I say to them is, there is no shame in here. Mm-hmm. There is no shame. What you've done, what's happened to you, their tools, their opportunities to, to learn. Because if I'm holding on to shame, what has happened to me can never become my teacher, ever. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm too much in my shame. To to think about begin. it. Right. Yep. Right. Oh, how often we have all been taught the, the, the lie. And it, the lie comes from religion more than any other place. Because people in religion are attracted to the lie, so somehow they can escape dealing with their own issues too. Mm. Mm. I, I, I would agree. Yeah. You know, and, and the lie that I am not enough. Yes. And and that's that's the lie that I bought hook, line, and sinker um, growing up is that I am not enough. I have to have this church. I have to have this priest as the mediator between me and God. External security. External security. And, you know, and I believed it. We all believed it. So you swallowed hook, line, and sinker. How did you start taking the hook out? (laughs) Well, that was... Through the process of recognizing that the church had lied, hmm. that that in in 1992, when my parents and I, rather than going to the police, went to the church hmm. because we were good Catholics and that well, that's what we do, yeah. and and we were told that this was going to happen, that things were going to be taken care of, that this priest was going to be removed, and and. So then, in two th- and so so I went on with my life. I trusted. I believed. I believed what was given to me. And in two thousand two, when um, the whole story in Boston, which is highlighted in the movie Spotlight, mm-hmm. currently right, you know, in the theaters right now, um, when Boston came to light, when that whole situation, I started having uh, post traumatic stress disorder. Hmm. Symptoms of uh, the nightmares and and an unbelievable shift in my emotional um, state. And so I I had to, for for my own sake, had to go back to the church. And I went back to the bishop and I said, hey, I need to know, did you remove this priest? Did you protect kids from him? Did you do everything that you said you were going to do? And he had not done one Hmm. commitment that he had made to me. Had not followed through on one. So you saw that man was lying. And, well, if he can lie, who else is lying? That's right. And, and that, was, that was my rude awakening. That, that was the awakening. And, and I worked in the church at the time, and I believed, I believed that the Catholic Church was willing to stand behind me. Um, my work was good. Done a, uh, an amazing amount of good work in 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 the name of the church. As soon as I spoke up, I was called a disgruntled Catholic. I was vilified for speaking the truth, and I was fired. Hmm. 
But somehow you were hoping to find validation in their approval. And, and that's the last thing you needed. Well, I was hoping that what we teach and hear that the truth will set you free. <laughs> I was hoping that yes. that was the truth. Yeah. But but come to find out, dogma and theology and uh, right. doctrine can't it, because that's it's it's man made. It's human. It's it's. Dogmas never set anybody free. It just entraps and enslaves. Exactly right. And that's what it was designed to do. Exactly right. And and couldn't I? I could not any longer associate myself with that lie. So that was a traumatic experience. Obviously, mm. what was your next step? Well, the next step was to um, step into me. Step into my purpose and and take the pain and the struggle and and the hurt that that I had experienced in this life and turn it into a gift for others um, absolutely and and I remember so clearly the gentleman who told me John you need to stop running from what happened to you and turn and face it because that's what I was doing I mean even in believing that the church was going to somehow magically uh, you know, turn everything around. And say, oh, John, you know, uh, that was a bit scary. That was running from it, but yeah. to turn and face it yeah. and say, okay, hmm. well, how do I use this pain? Mm-hmm. And and this is where you know, it, it, kind of during that time period, I saw, I watched the movie um, Slumdog Millionaire, and um, fascinating movie. And the movie talks about destiny. Hmm. And um, it, it really made me think. So destiny in the movie, it is written. And so the movie is you know, unfolds around this idea that everything's going to pass and it's time and it's all written somehow, somewhere. And, and I got to working on that, that idea of destiny and I didn't like it because that felt very much like a victim statement, you know, or okay. a, a victim way of looking at a relationship to the universe or to the divine. And so I, I put three words together, destiny, fate, and faith. Mm. And, and destiny and fate, a lot of people are working off this notion that somehow it's written or fate, it just happens. Whereas faith says to me that no matter what happens in my life, because of my relationship to the divine, I can find purpose and meaning through that experience. And that's what I did. I took what happened to me and I use it as a tool for healing the young people that that the universe continues to place in my path. That was quite an awakening. Yeah, absolutely. So your awakening turned into helping others awaken. Absolutely. And would I have ever in my wildest dreams, imagined that my life would be using the most horrific experience of my life on a daily basis as a way of bringing healing to others. No, I never thought that. But that's, that's the key. And that's exactly what Joseph Campbell teaches in The Hero with a Thousand Faces, The Hero's Destiny is to turn and to face what you have to not run away from, 
but you leave behind so that you can step into the phase of awakening. And it's in that place of awakening we find ourselves and the hope in returning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John, right now it's time for another break. So we'll be right back with everybody in just a couple of minutes. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. John Schoonmaker, you are an example for so many. And I would say to the audience right now, if any of you know, and I'm sure every one of you do, a young person who's struggling, a young person who is finding it really tough to get out of the victim state, have them listen to this program. Check it out in the archives of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, and you'll find it there on the Seventh Wave channel. Have those kids listen to this show. We're going to have contact information later to John Schoonmaker for that child you know is the one who can also receive far more help than we've ever dreamed. John, take it from here and tell us what the next part of the story is. So the next part of the story is the hero energy, is is stepping into who you are capable of being, not being defined by what has happened to you. And taking that and, and making it your gift. Um, so, so victim energy is fear and shame. It's driven by fear and shame. It feeds on fear and shame. Hero energy feeds on the power to choose, the belief that I can choose. Again, when we're victimized, choice is taken away. When we remain the victim, we tell ourselves, that we don't have choice. So, so the hero recognizes his or her power to choose and always chooses the direction of truth and love. So what does the hero choose? 
rather than the victim energy, the hero chooses self-worth over self-pity. We begin to recognize and to see that what's been told to us, what, we, what we've come to believe, is a distortion. It's, it's not true. Uh, it, it, it amazes me. I, I do this um, program. I developed a program that I take into, into schools. It's called um, a Legacy Day. And we do this um, exercise called Walking the Line of Understanding. And kids can uh, choose to identify for their peers the struggles and, and experiences of their lives by walking up to a line and, and turning and facing the group. And, and it, it never ceases to amaze me when I suggest, you know, if you understand what it's like to have been told by somebody that you will amount to nothing, the number of students that cross that line. Heroes choose self-worth over self-pity. I am not going to believe. I am not going to believe the external voices. I am going to find that inner voice. Heroes choose personal power over blame. You know, to step out of being a victim, you have to step into your own personal power instead of blaming everything else for what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. All right, I have some personal power around this. Heroes choose acceptance over guilt. You know, guilt can sometimes be a very helpful and motivating experience. But too often, we identify ourselves by that guilt. So acceptance over guilt means, okay, it is what it is what it is. And I can take it and use it instead of beating myself up and giving myself a guilt trip for what what has happened. Uh, The hero chooses internal approval over external approval. They begin to hear that voice that's inside. I, I remember, I remember being 16 years old. And prior to that, I, I, I hated looking at myself in the mirror. I did not like seeing myself. When I would brush my teeth, I would not look at myself in the mirror. And something happened when I was 16, and I'm, I'm beginning to, to see moments of, of something beyond this victim experience. And I remember the day that I looked in the mirror and I saw something in me that was different than the message that I was hearing outside of me. I will never forget that moment. So heroes listen to that internal voice rather than the external voices. Heroes choose possibility over pessimism. There's always a possibility. There's always something beyond this moment that's good and better. Heroes choose honest assessment over assumption. Assumption always leads to more victimization. I assume that I know what you're thinking And so I become the victim of that lack of knowledge. So honest assessment. Heroes always choose love over fear. Fear feeds that victim energy. Love breaks it down. Love opens you up to those, the the possibility beyond that fear. Heroes choose creativity over self-sabotage. And heroes, as we have said, face life rather than running from life. That energy, the hero energy, 
is what leads young people to step into who they're capable of being. So love's the answer. Love is absolutely the answer to everything. And that is the total message of Yeshua, Jesus. And the church has never had that message. And I would say to everyone listening today, please think about what you're hearing. Anything that is not loving needs to be thrown away and cast out. You are worth being loved. The kids you know, you as adults that have never claimed your own hero, you too are worthy of love. And I challenge you today to find it. John, tell us more. Yeah. The church says that fear or, or, or that love casts out all fear. They and don't do it. And yet the church is based in fear, based in being afraid of a God who is going to punish you, damn you eternally for this, that, or the other thing. It's, that's not love. That's not love. That's right. And and love, uh, as, as crazy as it sounds, you know, um, love and and providing an experience of love for a young person can be that moment that changes their lives forever. And they know it, and you know it. Yes. You know, the, the moments, I, I am unbelievably blessed to do the work that I do, because day after day after day, I experience with young people moments of healing love that, that it's, it's undeniable. And they shift. Their lives completely shift. So, so love is the foundation. And you use a, what you call a heart-centered hypnotherapy. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, hear a little bit about that. Yeah, heart-centered hypnotherapy was developed um, by David Hartman and Diane uh, Zimberhoff and, uh, out of the Wellness Institute in Issaquah, Washington. It is a wonderful, wonderful program. It's a wonderful process of opening your heart and healing that inner child. So, so when we experience trauma, when we begin to believe the distortions and the lies, this process allows an individual to go back to those moments and correct the distortion. Hmm. And, and I, I went back to those moments in my life. I went back to the abuse. I went back to other moments where, where I began to believe and conclude something about myself. And we can't change. We can never change what has occurred, but we can change what we conclude about ourselves because of what has occurred. Heart-centered hypnotherapy takes you to that moment and heals that moment. So they, in that heart-centered therapy, they go back to the moment as if it were real in that moment, and they get to choose differently. Exactly. Choices given back. Wow. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Absolutely. So, so heart-centered hypnotherapy uses the hypnotic trance, which is, which is a, a, a natural state of, of our, our mental um, abilities, but what it is, it's, it's our subconscious is the dominant mind process. And 10% of our mental processes are, are conscious. So only 10% of what's happening is available to our awareness. Hmm. Hypnotherapy takes you into that 90% that's left, 
that that has all this deep stuff that the sub that the conscious mind is shoved in there, wow. and so it, it, it's a very um, yeah it's a liberating and, and freeing experience to get beyond all the junk that clouds our conscious mind and into the heart of uh, the so there on the ninety percent we find ourselves and we find the way out yeah and the way out is in. The way out is in. The way out is going Say in. Say more about that right now. <laughs> yeah. The way out, our freedom doesn't come from any place but within us. And and the deeper we go in, the freer we can become. The way out of our trap is not outside of us. There is no program. There is no person. There is no church or entity that can free us. We free ourselves. The way out is going in and finding what is real. Wow. I hope everyone is hearing that message. I wholeheartedly concur with that. That statement is the foundation of all that I'm doing on this radio show, all that I've written. John, you're absolutely right. The way out is within. And what Yeshua said, more than anything else, the kingdom, queendom of heaven is within you. We're part of it. Mm-hmm. We are the divine in human form. Mm. I don't have to go anywhere to find it. That's it's right. right here. That's right. I have to go in. So tell us a little bit more in a couple of minutes before we have to take another break. I want to make a point that, that I think is really uh, important. Um, Brene Brown, a um, licensed social worker and, and uh, um, doctor, has done a lot of work around the idea of vulnerability. And I really, really believe that the hero is the one who is able to embrace vulnerability, to become vulnerable. She uh, defines in her book, Rising Strong, that vulnerability is the willingness to show up and be seen with no guarantee of the outcome. Victims, when you're in victim energy, the outcome, you already know what it is. And so you're not open to the possibility of what it could be. And so, so vulnerability allows us then to, to be open to whatever the outcome is. And she says that vulnerability is the only path to more love, belonging, and joy. I absolutely 100% believe that. And what we need to be teaching our young boys especially is this quality of being vulnerable. That strength is not about having this shield of of impenetrable emotion. It's about being vulnerable. It's about being open to the possibility, the hurt, the, the challenge, the struggle, because then it becomes our teacher. And finding your power from going within. Finding your power from going within. Time to take another break. We'll be right back with you. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. 
Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy, And we're back again for the final segment of today's show. I hope that everyone has really caught the spirit of what John has been saying. We can heal. We are healing. And I will never, ever forget the, the phrase, to, to go within is the place where we begin. It is the place where we find our freedom, our purpose, our destiny. John, tell us a little bit more about all of your work. Yeah, Tony Robbins says, um, if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you always got. <laughs> and uh, I add, so in order to get what you never got, you got to do what you never done. There you go. So if we're going to step out of the victim energy, the victim trap, we have to do something different. I don't care what it is, something different. We cannot continue to to cycle back in, in, into that trap if we do something different. So here's the challenge, you know, to, to find what it is that's different and do it. One of the things that I teach um, young people, and, and it comes from um, Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote the book, The Four Agreements. This is an amazing concept. You know, it, it's, it's not hard. Four things. Four things to remember, you know, to begin to do something different. Uh, the first agreement, he says, uh, to make with your life is, is to be impeccable with your word, to be truthful and loving with everything that comes out of your mouth, you know, to speak with integrity, to say only what you mean, to avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. He says to always use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. I think of social media today and how young people are using social media and their words to bully others. Think about what can happen if our young people are taught to do something different gives gives you a different result. Use your words only in truthful and loving ways. We could transform a generation of young people uh, and, and cause them to step into something new uh, away from that victim energy. 
So that's the first one, be impeccable uh, and truthful and loving with your word. The next, the next uh, agreement, he says, is don't take anything personally because nothing that anybody does that's directed at you is about you. I like to use the image of a sponge versus a shield. You know, don't be a sponge. Be a shield. And whatever's directed at you, don't, don't let it become a part of you. You know, a sponge, if, if you soak up some sort of spill, the sponge is filled with that liquid or whatever it is. Well, same happens when people direct things at us. If we soak it in, it becomes part of us. So what you're really talking about is learning to establish boundaries. Boundaries, absolutely. And when, when, our, when we are victimized as children, we learn that we don't have boundaries. We learn that we're not allowed to have boundaries. And so setting those boundaries is really important. Um, when we don't have boundaries, we continue to be the victim of other people. So don't take anything personally. Be a, be a shield, not a sponge. The third agreement that he talks about is uh, don't make assumptions. Don't conclude that you know. Ask questions. Be courageous enough. And understand that what I feel doesn't always establish the facts. I feel like a miserable, awful person. That doesn't necessarily establish the facts. So, so don't make assumptions. Deal with what's real. Work on identifying what's real. And the last one that he talks about is always be your best and accept that your best is good enough. Um, the great American uh, author and poet and sage of our, of our generation, uh, Maya Angelou, talks about always giving your best and knowing that your best can get better. Uh, you yes, know, I like that. Your best isn't about being perfect. Your, your best is about, I'm bringing everything I got right now. And that's good enough for now. And that's good enough for now. Yes. And that opens the door to get better and to evolve. Yes. But so often we're given the message that your best is perfection. Uh-huh. And young people get caught in that trap. And that victimizes us again. Exactly. You know, because I can never be perfect. So I can never be my best. And even those that say you must be perfect are not perfect either. Correct. <laughs> John, we have just a few minutes left before we go any further. If people want to get a hold of you and talk to you, how do they find you? Yeah, the easiest way to find me is is on on the web, www.liveomega.net. That's L-I-V-E-O-M-E-G-A dot net. All my contact information is there. Liveomega.net. Yep. Okay, we have a couple minutes left, so tell us a couple more thoughts that you want to leave with everybody today. Yeah, not too long ago, um, I was uh, kind of in a place of finding myself back in the victim energy, waiting for things to happen in my life, waiting for things to open up. And it was like a, a rock got dropped on me from, from out of the sky, and I realized that as long as I wait for my life to happen, I'm the victim. So what do I need to do? I need to create my life. So this is something that I want to leave with, with you, uh, that, I, that I leave with, with every young person that I work with. It's a statement that I came up with that very day as I was sitting there going, huh, there's that victim energy again. It's a statement that says, today I will create the life I was meant to live. 
I will shine the light I was born to give. No excuses, no regrets. Say that again. I will. Today I will create the life I was meant to live. I will shine the light I was born to give. No excuses, no regrets. Ah, and there are so many adults out there that want to experience the same thing, not just kids. So, in the final analysis, we have about a minute or so left. What do you want to say to everyone? Well, I want to share the final analysis. Words attributed to uh, Mother Teresa. Um, This is hero energy. Listen carefully. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. When you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, others may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Wow. So to all of you who have been listening today, we're running out of time for now. But be sure to connect with John Schoonmaker at liveomega.net. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.